could have been anywhere hot and anywhere where you're supposed to be on holiday. But I also wanted there to be a sort of shedding of clothes. I wanted him, you know, it's about lies and secrets, the book. And I wanted there to be a sense that as people are taking off their coats and their, you know, partly it's because he ogles women everywhere he goes. So it was a very good opportunity for him to show his absolutely least pleasant side, but also to have this sort of, I suppose, metaphorical unveil unveiling of stripping away of carapaces. And it sounds like as you're writing, the sort of what you're imagining, the visual aspect's really important to you. How do you picture Paul? What does he look like? Oh, he's very handsome. It's just like you. <laughs> That's the sort of thing he would say, actually. Handsome, slightly dissolute, um, probably hair a little thinning, and but he doesn't really, he's not quite aware of it. Um, vain, um, broad, he does lots of exercise. He manages to get free membership to gyms. They sort of he uses those month starters, tasters, and then moves on. A real opportunist. A real opportunist. Yeah. So how long did it take you to put this novel together? I think a year, really, from start to finish. Um, I planned it out quite meticulously and I wrote it probably intensively for six months and then did rewrites and redrafts. Mm. So talk me through the process. Are you a, a planner? Or do, you just, uh, do you have an ending in mind when you start? Or? I have a beginning and an ending, nearly always, and the more I plan out, the easier I always find the writing, although the actual act of planning is horrible it's i find it sort of anti-writing um because every idea you have when you put it down on paper in a kind of flat way seems so sort of dull but it's the more you plan the better it is so you don't like it but you realize that it's an important part of the process yes it is i once read a robert harris saying that he in fact he's now he's since then disclaimed it but that he has a billiards table and he puts covers it with post-it notes with what's going to happen i don't know if that's true but yeah post-it notes is kind of the the cliche right <laughs> yes the cliche yeah, yeah. How is the process different when you're writing novels compared to when you were writing as a journalist? Well, I think being a journalist has really helped on novel writing because the only way to get from no words to 95,000 words is to do it every day. And the discipline of being a journalist and bashing it out, having to do it, having to meet the deadline was incredibly helpful on that front. And I think also being a journalist is very helpful because you have to get to the point. And I think a lot of writing that when I'm on my editing process, I'm often cutting out the stuff that isn't really of any point. It's, you know, too much description, basically. Mm. And I do think the book is really quite concise. It's, uh, is that something that you really, have you got to say, I cannot write more than this amount, or is it something that comes from your editor? Or I always write less. Then I, my first rewrite, I ends up being much longer. And then I end up cutting. Why do I cut? What do I cut? I suppose I cut extraneous details. You know, with a thriller, you really want the reader to want to turn the page. I mean, that is bottom line, what you want them to do. And I think they, you know, it's it's really important if there's a detail about a character, a description of a room that is vital for the plot. But um, in terms of, you know, being showing off your writing skills, it's not so good as a writer. I do think also, it, we, I usually write in the first person, and I think that's a very useful way of cutting out detail too, because you're basically restricted to what that person would notice. So... Um, certainly with Paul he's noticing what women look like a lot of the time and did you find it a challenge to write a male character from? I really loved it mm. it was um, I think also as a writer one thing I've really learnt as I've written this is my seventh book I think very early on I used to think when I was setting up a situation what would I think in this situation what would I what would I do what would I think and it, it, I've had to teach myself not to do that and to think what would this character think what would this character do and certainly having a male narrator has been 
helpful on that. Did you always want to be a writer? Do you remember the first moment when you put pen to paper and started writing? Yes, I definitely did. In my junior school, I don't think, my primary school, I don't think this is the case anymore. But if you came top in an English, top or second top, you used to be able to read your writing out in a sort of your little stories. And I remember writing something about my grandfather. And in fact, my grandmother's rather upset because I said he smoked gouloirs. In fact, he smoked cigarettes because he's Belgian. He smoked Belgian cigarettes called Belge. My grandma was the only thing my grandmother ever said about this thing that was in the school magazine. Anyway, I got to read it out. And I remember the joy of reading it out because Rachel Cook normally got to read out her thing. <laughs> What's Rachel Cook up to these days? I think she lives in LA. I think she's a screenwriter. Oh, damn. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, well, second nice place. That's the... <laughs> Do you tend to read the similar things to what you write? I read voraciously all sorts of things. And... When I'm writing a thriller, I try not to read other thrillers because, um, you know, it's distracting and you find yourself copying, even though you don't mean to, or not copying, but feeling sort of...